2: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. Again, you know who I am. I'm the host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. You hear me? I say that to you every week. I don't know if some people listen or not. You know, they want to read somebody. They want to be like somebody. Start writing your own. And always leave with your gifts. And don't let your friends, especially your age, family, or coworkers. And I go back to your age. People hit 40, 50, start giving up. And they don't want to plan anything. Because people tell them they can't do anything. And they stop living their dreams. So these interviews I bring on the show... That I provide to you, I have access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's time you start listening to information and tips from successful people. My next guest is a successful person who's made the transition athlete to entrepreneur. You hear so many horror stories about athletes, not Lawrence Sidbury Jr., a former 2009 fourth round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons he graduated from Richmond University in Richmond Virginia and was part of that famed 2008 national championship team Lawrence is on I think that team was undefeated too Lawrence is on the show today to discuss the importance of preparing for life after the NFL please welcome to money-making conversations Lawrence Sidbury Jr. How you doing my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Now, now, now Lawrence, that team that you own, the 2008 National
1: Championship team, that team was undefeated, right? Uh, did they have any losses? Uh, not quite. We actually had a pretty trying season getting to the championship game. We mm-hmm. won a bunch of games in the beginning of the season, and we hit a rough patch. And we lost like three or four games in a row. We were kind of at a point where, you know, we actually called a players-only meeting, and we just, we had to, you know, galvanize everybody, and we had to win Every game, you know, to the end of the season, pretty much every game was like a playoff game, and we just, you know, we pulled it out, game at the game at the game, got into the playoffs and won each game. Finally, we won. Uh, we beat uh, Montana and uh and Chattanooga. That's where the championship game was at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and that brought the first first championship home in uh, school history. Right now, I hear that a lot in sports:
2: the team only meeting, players only meeting. I'm assuming this is a players only meeting, right?
1: What, Absolutely.
2: Without you know giving away names, I'm asking for names. What is the purpose of a players only meeting, and uh, and why, what what was accomplished out of that players only meeting that you guys did that led to the run for the national championship in 2008?
1: You know, sometimes you know you get to a point where a coach's voice can go stale. They, they, they coaching that they coaching you every day. They They're telling mm-hmm. you what you're doing wrong every day. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got a group of guys. At some point, everyone has to hold each other accountable. It's really to the point where the coaches don't even matter because we we truly playing for each other, right? And, um, you know, I, I wasn't really, the, I'm not really the vocal leader. I'm kind of a lead by action type person, but I mm-hmm. was kind of vocal at that point. Plus, you know, I had some aspirations after the season, so I kind of needed everybody. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I need. I, I wanted to win, but I kind of needed to happen uh, to keep going. So I could get you know get more film out there for scouts to see. But right, right. Um, we you know we brought it together, you know kind of looked at each other and man to man and we just you know we just banded together and decided you know we had a bigger mission that we wanted you know something we wanted to accomplish man and we got it done so
2: that's absolutely true because you know for a fact if winning the national championship 2008 versus not winning it is a difference between being a fourth round draft pick with maybe a seventh round draft pick or being an undrafted free agent correct
1: especially especially at the level at which I played. Um, Mm -hmm. We played at the FCS level, which is back then was called the 1AA level. So Mm -hmm. we kind of, we had to prove ourselves. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a a question about level of competition. Can you play against guys from the bigger schools? So you want to get as much film and as much tape out there as possible. Mm -hmm. And not only for myself, you know, us making that run, you know, gave other people on the team opportunities to get seen. And we had guys that signed as free agents uh, that played a few years in the league as well. So, it just was a, it was big for everybody.
2: Now that, that's now I'm just talking about college. In 2008, winning the national championship is Richmond University. I'm talking Lawrence Sidbury Jr. Fourth round draft pick back then in 2009. So preparing for the draft, how did you prepare for the draft? And then when you got drafted, how did that change your life financially?
1: Um, uh, he got me going way back machine. So come on now. For the preparing for the draft was like. It was a whirlwind for me because, you know, in college, we actually played 16 games mm-hmm. uh, with the regular season and the playoffs. Um, then there was, I went, I played in two all-star games. So I played in the Shrine game and also played in the senior bowl. And I went, I did all that. And I went to New Jersey and Parisi speed school uh, where I trained for the combine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I went to the combine and I ran the fastest 40 out of all the defensive ends there. I really was kind of tired. My body never really got a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, this pro day workouts, like what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So it's that whole gamut of things that had to be done before April. Then once you get drafted, you know, yeah, I got drafted in the fourth round. Uh, it was a considerable sign bonus. bonus. Then you no, kind of no, no, wake so up Lawrence, one day. No, so, you, wake so, so, so up, you, wake, you know, I see it on you know, TV. You wake, up, you wake up one day and right. you don't have any money. You wake up the next day, you do have some money. So it's, it does change. Now, Lawrence, so, so I, I you know,
2: you have the first round. So did you have an idea through your agent what round you may go?
1: Uh, I thought there was a chance that I would go in the second, uh, but we were predicting anywhere between kind of two to five, and it happened to be the Falcons in the fourth round, pick 125. Okay, cool.
2: So you sitting around, and and, and I'm just going through the emotion, because what happens is people in life have so many emotions. They have certain dreams, and when they don't, like you said, you thinking about the second, but now second pass, third pass. Where were you at emotionally? And then the people around you, where were they at
1: emotionally? prior to this election? Um, You know, I didn't really have too many people there. Mm -hmm. Actually, what I did the first day, because I thought it was a chance that I will go in the second round, I actually had coaches throughout my, you know, my life that was influential to me. Right. Uh, They sat with me the first day, knowing there might be a chance that my name get called at -hmm. uh, at the end of the second round. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did that kind of out of appreciation, man, because I had a lot of people help me along the way. Right. And I didn't didn't know how to properly do that with my family, so I broke it up in two days. So they sat with me the first night. I was a little dejected at first. Then the second day Mm -hmm. came. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't have many people at the house. Um, And then once my name got called, people started coming over and the cookout started. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know because this is
2: going to air as we're leading up to the fame NFL draft. So I wanted to I'm asking you some questions to understand that mindset. And so people can understand that mindset because, you know, they, they fly in the first round draft picks, you know, they get to walk on stage. But really, the, the 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 workhorses of this league is the people who are not the first round draft picks, the undrafted draft picks. And so you drafted, you come on a team and Atlanta Falcons in the city of Atlanta, you still stay in the city of Atlanta, I'm assuming, correct? Right. Atlanta brought you in and you have not left. This is where you do your business. So what, what were the positives other than just having a plan for the Atlanta Falcons? And what did they do to help you transition out of the NFL playing for the Atlanta
1: Falcons? You know, I started working on my transition uh, while I was still active. So right. the uh, the Players Association, the league, they have, you know, they have a bunch of programs that guys can take advantage of in the offseason. You got business management, entrepreneurship programs. You guys can go back and get their degrees. Right. Um, there's right. internships and externships that you can do. So I tried to stay active um, as much as possible each offseason. So even if I, you know, traveled, worked out, had fun, always made sure I did something to enrich myself. So I, I did two business management uh, programs, one at Warden Business School at UPenn mm-hmm. and one at Kellogg Business School at, at Northwestern. I did wow. those. I did two uh, internships. Um one with Under Armour and one at Events D.C., in Washington, D.C., and then uh, prior to to the conclusion of my career, I actually started my MBA uh, while I was still playing at University of Indiana online and finished it as soon as I got done. So Mm -hmm. I just did a pretty good job of taking advantage of the resources that were there so that my transition would be a little bit easier so I wouldn't get to the end and be like, okay, I'm done. Now what do I do? Because there's always that startup period. Well, there's always that period. I'm sorry. We just have to kind of figure it out. So – Right. Why not try to get it figured out a little bit early so you're not caught behind the eight ball once those checks stop.
2: But so many get caught behind the eight ball. So many don't see the end coming. Is it? Is it? Is this just youth? Because you've seen there, figured it out. You know, you played and you realize that hey, there is a stopping point to this. Let me take this money and not spend it on everything or every good party or every good uh, car or every good house. You want those things. What Was it role models on the team or just, you know, your your, your parenting background that allowed you to be able to uh, support these ideas and see things a lot clearer than the average person your age?
1: Um, I, I look, I think a combination of all of that. Um, mm-hmm. I did have, you know, both my parents were there, uh, which is, you know, today's world, unfortunately, not as common. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did teach me a lot, kept me grounded. Uh, I did develop relationships within the locker room with, you know, Guys, you know that were a little bit smarter. You know, vets that you know were mm-hmm. kind of moving, you know, outside of football, but not not really doing too much. You don't want to be seen as someone who just not focus on your craft. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, there's there's going to be an end. There's only one player that's playing well into his 40s right now, and that's Tom Brady. Everyone else is, you know, you're going to, <laughs> you're going to retire. The game's going to be done with you before you're done with it, right? Um, but there's also to your point. There's a the guys are getting a lot smarter. You know, you're seeing guys kind of walking away early. Yes. They don't wanna they don't wanna damage their bodies as much. Mm-hmm. This guy's taking advantage of some of these programs. Mm-hmm. Um probably not as much, you know, as when they get done. But there yeah. are guys who focus on, you know, what's going on after they understand the business. Like the right. business of the league is right. they're telling you about it every day on TV. Guys right. losing their jobs because of contract situations. Or right. Cat room, not necessarily because of their talent, because of the business. So you gotta respect that as a business and you gotta handle your business.
2: Right. Now you you grew up your career grew up in the era of social media. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, I know when I was managing Steve Harvey, uh when social media we we had like a big old fan club, about a million people. We didn't even give a hoot about social media because we had fan club members. Now you did I'm sure you use social media as a player, and now you as a as a businessman, you're a businessman. How do you use social media to grow your business or promote your business?
1: Um, I'm still uh, still trying to figure that out uh, mm-hmm. because I'm in the transportation transportation industry. Mm-hmm. So there's really not much social media needed, and I, and I'm saying that because I'm, I'm young in this game. I'm less than a year in, so I really haven't quite found out how I can really leverage uh, my social media page um, to my business, unless I move into the consulting area, which I am starting to do. Um, but I will say I didn't take advantage of social media as much as I should as a player because I've always been like a private person. I kind of didn't want to just do too much. But right. now that I'm done, I <laughs> wish I would have done it a little, <laughs> little bit more while I was still playing. bust left with a million, left with a million. Yeah, right? I, yeah I, I wish I would have used it. I wish I would have used a little bit more while I was playing to you know grow my following. But right. uh, but um. You know, Let, let's, talk about, let's talk we about. All, we this, all got to you know. right? But it's not—it's not, it's not hurting me. My performance, my performance in my company is kind of helping it grow. Yeah. Uh, but I wish I would have been a lot more active to grow that following while I was still playing.
0: Now it's finally here—the season of celebration—and no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
1: And we're live here outside the Perez family home, just waiting for the. And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door, strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. And connect with this. We reconnect
0: with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you
1: and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: Now, First of all, this is not a negative conversation. But, you know, all, all my life I dealt with talent like you. You know, marketing, brand and, and, and talk to them about who they are. Let's talk about you. Now, it's not about your business, Lawrence. It's about you. OK, you know, the, and that, that's what this conversation is about. This is about the money making conversation is that your social media post really is translates into what you're doing with your foundation and with your businesses yes. and the, the employees and how you're growing. And so that's the story that you want to tell on your social media. That's the story I want to hear about your success story, what you're doing and changing the community. That's what your point of view, because you are a brand. And so that's what I did with Steve Harvey. You know, I I, I had the brand conversation because I used to work for IBM. So I knew about a corporate philosophy and I felt that why can't an individual have that same standards? And so a lot of people throw the word brand out. I I know where it came from because I started using probably before anybody. So when I look at you and you say, well, Rashawn, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't know about promoting my company. I'm not asking you to promote your company. I'm talking about you. And when we talk about you, your company going to get promoted and all your brands and all your tentacles of success will get promoted. So as we go through this conversation today and you hang up, I want you to hang up and step off the call and go, you know what he's saying? He's saying it's all about me. It's not about my foundation over there. It's not about my, my trucking business. It's about me. So if I focus is about me, then guess what? Everything makes sense. And that's what I'm asking you to do when it comes to your social media, because You could have left with social media followers from football, but guess what? That would have been football social media followers. You are a businessman, and I'm asking you as a businessman to understand how much value you're bringing to the table as a brand. Does that make sense?
1: Got it. Cool.
2: Now, let's talk about these companies I've been talking about. Do we want to go to the foundation conversation first or the the trucking business
1: first? Which one do you want to do? Whichever one you want to go. Let's go go, go to the... uh... Foundation.
2: That's actually the one I'm most proud of. That well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, Lawrence. I'm proud of everything you do. You made the transition because can, can I talk to you a minute? See, you've done a lot of mature things in your life, and also you understand how you got here. And so you 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 self-educated yourself. You could have you could have just not self-educate yourself, but you say, hey, I want to take advantage of the values. And you've taken advantage of the coaching. You've taken advantage of the good parenting. And then you got over here and you took advantage of being drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. So you have a a DNA inside of you is that if you give you an, an option, you're going to use it to be a positive. And so that's a quality inside of you, man, that not many people have. And I just want to point that out to you. Now let's talk about I the that, Now yeah, I want you to hear that, man, because a lot of people, I get to talk to a lot of people. I get to uh, and I've had a lot of layers of success in my life, and I've been successful with a lot of different people, actors and entrepreneurs and business owners and corporate leaders and all that. The quality that stands out to you, and I was happy to get back on the go you know, do another interview with you, was to tell you that. Because you're a grinder, and a grinder and oftentimes doesn't appreciate what they are accomplishing. And so you said, I'm really proud of the foundation. No, brother, I'm proud of the foundation because you've taken time to give back. But also, you are employing people, you're paying taxes. You've been a functional person that this country often says about people of color don't do. So I'm proud of you, man.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, let's talk about this foundation. <laughs> All right. Let's... How did it start and why? Man, it's actually the foundation is something that I've been wanting to do. For a long time. When I when I played, I battled with starting my own foundation or partnering with somebody. So when I was a player, I partnered with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. But now that I'm, you know, i have done, um, I still had that urge just to wanna just empower people to just know that, man, you really can do anything you set your mind to. Just, there's no limits, hence the name, Zero Limitations Foundation. A lot of times, people may lack an example, They may not have a drive. And you might can say or show somebody that one thing that can spark them into greatness. Oh, right and, uh, I, and and that's really that's really what I believe. I tell my friends all the time. Sometimes they think I'm preaching at them, but I really just truly believe you can do anything. You can do anything. You set your mind to. Right. But some sometimes people just need. They may need that one thing. That little bit of help. Right. So uh, you no. Know, we 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 started with a, a food giveaway around the holiday time. Um. You know, because of COVID and people. You know, just you know, there's food insecurity. But as we move forward, you know, we're going to be really working towards programming uh, scholarships. Uh, mentorship programs and just—I'm really passionate about just developing people. Mm-hmm. But I, I just—I just feel like everyone can do their best. There's a place for everybody in this world to be successful, contrary to popular belief.
2: And with that being said, zero limitation—that's a powerful yep. term. How did you come up with that?
1: You no, know, actually, I named it the Lawrence Seabury Jr. Foundation. <laughs> told me, "He told me, man, you need, you need something else, you know, something catchy." So, you know, it took me a few days to uh, to come up with it. Right and I, I'm and at first I was thinking no limits. He's like, man, you can't use that. Master right. P might come he, after you. He, oh, he will so, come after you. Yeah, Master he, P will he, come he, after he, you. He said Master P might come after you. So zero limitations foundation. Once once I said it the first time, that was it. And it right. It, uh, that was it. That's how okay. I came up with
2: it. Okay, cool. Now that's awesome. Now how does one become a part of it? Is it is it the age group that you're dealing with, or is it the annual event? Is a summer event? What exactly comes out of the, your foundation?
1: So right now, we're going to keep everybody updated on programming. So right now, the first thing we have going on, we partner with a high school um, where we're going to actually be, I'm actually going to be giving scholarships to uh, some of the students who perform well Mm -hmm. um, and they have aspirations to go to college. We're going to help, we're going to help quell some of their financial needs. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eventually, one day, I want to get to the point where I can pay someone's entire scholarship, but we're not there yet. We're working there, but we're going to start with these scholarships first and we're going to start uh, some mentoring programs uh, throughout the summer. So. Just keep, um, you, can, you can visit us at ZeroLimitation.org, mm-hmm. and uh, you can sign up and put your email in. You can also donate there, and we'll keep everybody abreast on the programming that we have coming up. Okay. Uh, you
2: are a planner, and you're a goal setter. You will get there. But I know that about you. Now you're playing football, you are tackling people, you got the you got that little spin that you came up with. Tell us about that, that little that little spin that you came up with. Did you was it in you college or you're developing it in the you developing in You
1: wanna know what? You wanna know what I actually I have us have a little football conversation. So like my head coach at the time, Mike uh-huh. London, um, he's like, Man, the scouts are looking, they know you fast, they know they know you you're trying to get around the head, but you need a counter move. So I'm like, Damn, I'm sitting there thinking, what can I work on? <laughs> but at the time you know, one of my, well, two of my favorite rushers at the time, actually I got to play with one of them was Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. everyone knows if you watch Indianapolis Coach, you, now. Know, the, the you know those two guys had a I, I was in college at the time. So I was like, damn, maybe I can do that.
2: Uh-huh. So one
1: day of practice, I just I just tried it and it worked. And after that, it just <laughs> that's that's the move I went to when I was in school. Well,
2: you know, you know, some you make me sick, Lauren. You you so wow. you don't you don't tell the truth about how talented you are. Well, you know, I was just in practice and I just I, did the really, move. But that's really how it happened. Okay, though. okay. Like, but I, you were the fastest <laughs> defensive end and combine. Okay, you know, you 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 just can't do that. I'm telling you something. It's a whole lot of people wish they could just do a spin move and go to a quarterback. Eh, or stop a running back. So you, we're we, we gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a relationship. Because what I'm going to get yeah. you to start
1: doing, man, is it's all right, <laughs> right to be time. It's all right. You know, you know, you know, they, you know they say in church favor ain't fair. So I guess I, I thank God for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so so you got you got the moves. You know, you're a man, you're a young man in uh, Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's is a, a great capital, a city for uh, African-American men and women. When did you make the decision, man? Like you said, you thought the process. You knew you weren't gonna play, but the business that you're doing now—how did that come about?
1: Actually, it, it started in COVID. Um, prior, you know, before I got out of the league, I was already starting to invest in some real estate. Actually, right. flipping some properties uh, back in Maryland, where, I, where I'm from. And uh, you know, I had a deal go south. I was gonna do my first project here in Southwest Atlanta, and mm-hmm. you know, where everything shut. Shut down, like, you know, about a basically about a calendar year from from today. Mm-hmm. You know, the real estate market's doing well now, but everyone was not everyone was certain how things would go. So, a lot of banks were pulling funding. Mm-hmm. The bank I was dealing with, they pulled a funding, they pulled a fund the funding on a new construction project I had. Mm-hmm. So, I will say, I kind of had my back against the wall, but I just knew that it, I had to do something essential that if something catastrophic was to happen again, I'd be in an essential industry and I can continue to make money. And you know, prior to that, I had spoken to a college teammate who had just jumped into the transportation industry maybe about a year ago. Right. And I just met, which is now a good friend of mine. Uh, probably about a month before, and I took the information that they both gave me. I put it together, and I started Clipper Logistics. And man, it's been it's been probably the biggest blessing of my life. Like you said, I've been able to employ people. I just I just we grow to the point. I just hired an assistant. Um, I've been able to give black people jobs and. Man, I can't say enough, man. I just it's been the best thing that happened to me. And it's a scalable business. I'm still be able to provide opportunity, so it's just a win-win all the way around. Okay, I, again, Clipper Logistics. Where did that come from? Again, I always have trouble <laughs> coming up with names. I just I, I didn't want to use my name. It's like it's typical, and I kind of want to detach myself from the business a little bit, uh-huh. but. The Clippers, Clippers is actually my high school mascot. My okay. high school, we were the Oxen Hill Clippers. Okay. So I said Clipper Logistics and it just, it just went. So I, w- I went with it. Okay. I cool. always fall, I always fall into the names of the clubs. <laughs> <laughs> never a You fight. know, fall you know you're
2: about to get beat up by Master P. Okay. Then you went back so to your yeah. high school, got and stole the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, that's now, now, second generation, that's, that's another one of your business, correct?
1: Yeah, that's that's the uh, LLC I run. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my real estate projects too. That one was pretty simple. Um, right. My parents, uh, you know, they, they probably the first people in our family to kind of start, uh, you know, owning properties. Right. And uh, I, I came after them, so second generation development. That, that one was pr- that one was pretty easy. I knew the name of that one before uh, before I got started. And I so it didn't take me long to figure th- that one.
2: There's truly the name about you because you're second generation. Right, I love it. I love it, Lawrence. Man, you you I, 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 you're humble. You're absolutely correct about that. You're talented. You won't don't want to admit that. You're very smart. Somehow you don't want to admit that. And guess what? You're special, and somehow you don't want to admit that. But all those things I just said, man, makes you an incredible brand. And please, man, start telling people about that, man, in your social media posts, and let everybody understand how you're shining in this pandemic times an African-American man that's doing it and paying taxes out here, making a difference in this country, not only for your life, but people that you don't know. And I think that's the blessing that you are.
1: I appreciate that. I really do. Those it's kind words.
2: Hey, brother, look here, man. I had to get back on with you, man, because, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing about you, Lawrence, is that, man, um, you know, when I meet people like you, man, I, I, it's a blessing to me to be able to have this conversation. But the gifts that I have that God gave me was to be able to motivate people, also tell the truth. And so when I talk to you about your gifts and talk to you about what you're doing, I'm just asking you to take one more step. And that next step is about you. And when you start telling your story, and that's what we're doing today. You say, hey, man, I'm going. I'm in the way back machine. You got me going way back to 2008. Yeah. Because, man, you have a career that's worth telling. You, you've you transitioned into a, a, an academia person, an, ath- an athlete. Now you're a businessman, you're a philanthropist. That's a lot of powerful titles. That's
1: a lot of powerful titles that you own. Oh, I know. sometimes I really and I got to be better at this. I get caught up in, like you said, the grind and trying to build something, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, really to leave, you know, after I'm gone. Right. And sometimes I'm guilty of not cherishing the moment. Like I'm guilty. I know I've been told that. There you go. And I, I really, honestly, I was just sitting back a couple days ago, really thinking, having this exact same conversation uh, with a friend of mine. And sometimes I just, I just, I get so caught up. I just don't. I got to do better. I Thank got, you. I really got to do better. I know. Thank that. you. Thank so, you. Uh, appreciate, I appreciate you G- giving me uh, uh, the the push, butt the, and cru- the push, the
2: push, man, <laughs> the push. You know, hey, oh, look, look, hey, hey, Lawrence, call me your life coach. I mean, like, you had All head right. coaches, assistant coaches, Rashawn McDonald's your life coach. So you ever, nah, you ever, I mean, you'd go, hey, man, I got to call my boy Rashawn. And run this idea by him. I'm going to tell you, go ahead and do it. Because anything you put your mind to, man, you're going to be successful at it. And that's the part of your genius. And I'm going to put the word genius on you. Because layers of success are not accidental in your life. And But, you know, you know, it, it, it's interesting how some people who have less will scream like they got more. Well, you have more and you don't say anything by how. You're accomplishing it. And I want you to go to the front of the line
1: with that story. Is that all right? Cool, we're going to get it done. We're going we're gonna to wrap after we get finished.
2: All right. Th- your life coach just spoke to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Lauren, for coming on the show, man. Telling me about your life, talking about your 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 career, talking about being a, an athlete who made the transition from college to the NFL, to a businessman, to a philanthropy. Thank you for coming on Money Make Conversations. I
1: appreciate it. Thank
2: you for having- if you want to hear more Money Making conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
1: Progressive presents forest Metaphors,
0: about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math.